On this episode, we unbox and smoke the Opus X Story 2023, a luxury treat for all of our listeners to close out 2023 as we roll into the holidays. I'm your host, Johnny Midas, and you're listening to Burnline Podcast. Burnline Podcast. The burn line on a well-crafted cigar is straight and sharp as a razor, much like our wit and wisdom. And what's up, everybody? Welcome to Burn Line Podcast, coming to you not live from the hotbox, the smoky back room where deals are struck and fortunes are made, adjacent to the Blanco Cigar Lounge, nestled amongst the complex of rooms that comprise Union Cigar, Hanover, Pennsylvania, USA, the only Blanco Cigar Lounge in North America. I am your host, Johnny Midas, and I am joined today by your other host, Angel Solario. What's up, Angel? Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am all right. A little damp. Yeah. I was not expecting the fog. I knew the rain was coming. Definitely enjoying the coffee this morning. Yeah, it's one of those, it's a um, kind of an East Coast thing where you have like, it's not too cold, it's mid-40s. Right. But you have a warm breeze. Yeah. It's causing this fog to come up. That's that's like that ocean, ocean breeze or whatever. I, it's one of my favorite types of weather, actually. Right. You know. It almost reminds me because a lot of people that come here are from the Pacific Northwest. They're like, oh, that's what the weather looks like all the time over there. Yeah, yeah. Well, you decided to live there, so don't cry on my shoulder. <laughs> all right. Coming to you from the Atlantic Northeast, it is Burn Line Podcast. Uh, we have got something kind of special for you guys today. So, Angel, this is my Christmas present to myself. Nice. And I'm going to share it with you. This is the Opus X story. This is the 2023. So this is something that uh, Fuente comes out with annually. has been for a little bit. Um, super expensive, super nice, uh, highly collectible. Now, you know I'm a Fuente guy. Oh, yeah. And if I recall correctly, you're not, not a no, huge I, fan. I, I, Are I, absolutely. Oh. Cañones, Hemingway. Oh, okay. Come on now. But not the uh, Opus X. Yeah, it's a little out of my price range, but mm. I smoked before. Uh, I smoked at least two. Okay, I couldn't remember, but yeah, uh, yeah. I'm a fan. I think the Opus X between the two of us, I think it's overpriced. Yeah, for what you get, uh, but it's a good cigar, right? Um, and a lot of that is, you know, same reason a Mercedes is overpriced, right? I mean, you can buy a Chevrolet that's just as reliable. So <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, but you know how brand recognition works. Um, that's kind of a lot of a lot of Fuente. Now, one of the differences between Fuente and Padron, for example, is uh, kind of the difference between like Samsung and iPhone. Right. Right. So, if you think Galaxy, when you think Samsung, you're right, and that competes with the iPhone as like the best smartphone you can get or most capable. Right. Uh, but Samsung also makes a bunch of other phones going all the way down to the $2 flip phone that they sell, you know, in Singapore. So, you know, the burner phones and all that, um, in the same way, Fuente has a much broader range of stuff they sell than Padron and some other other brands. Their portfolio is pretty. Yeah. They have a a big portfolio. I've got two boxes of Fuentes, Mm -hmm. uh, in the golden crib right now nice uh one of them is a box of conquistadores and i think they were maybe seven eight bucks a stick oh not bad um 
and they're they're large. I think they're uh, five and a half by fifty four. I do not remember. It's been I think. a while since I smoked one of those. Yeah. Um, nice natural sun grown. We need to talk about that at some point. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, we need to go get our hands on any kind of fun day. Yeah. The only one I was not a huge fan of, but I'm willing to try again is the uh, the Candela. I think it was. Um, a, was it a Chateau or something like that? Chateau Fuente, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a. I mean, the only Candela I think that I've, you know, liked the cigar was um, maybe the Filthy Hooligan or something, where it was a barber pole. No, the Filthy wasn't. That was Alex Bradley. No. Asylum has the Ogre, which is also a barber pole. The, you know, the St. Patrick's one. I think it's the Filthy Hooligan. Is it? Okay. Uh, there, there's two that they make for St. Patty's Day. There's the Filthy Hooligan and something else, but I, I think it's that one that comes in a barber pole. So it's half Candela, but yeah, the other Fuente that I've got in my humidor right now is uh, Chateau Fuente. Um, it's like a four by four by fifty okay. size um, Maduros. Um, those were also like six fifty a stick, I think. You know, box price. So, you know, you can get some affordable Fuentes. And then you can get this. <laughs> so They're not so affordable. Not so affordable. So, for all of you guys out there in uh, the interwebs, I'm going to unbox this. And I'm going to describe what I'm doing as I go. Uh, because it's pretty special. Like, this is um, kind of on par with a luxury watch, which I own a couple. <laughs> uh, and we're going to... I mean, I'll compare them. Like, the packaging is unbelievable. Um, and then uh, we'll get them light up, lit up and start smoking on them. We just need to start gold leafing everything you own. I'm working on it. So, uh, why don't you grab the camera? All right. Or a expensive HD camera. Yeah, our super expensive uh, 4K uh, iPhone camera, and uh, you know how to use it. I hit the button, <laughs> but yeah, I know how to use it otherwise. Okay, um, so the outside is a uh, brown corrugate uh, coffin box. So it's the kind that you know has the the lid that folds over and the t flaps that tuck in. It says the Opus X story release November twenty twenty three on the top. And on the side, Fuente Aged Selection, Handmade in Dominican Republic. That's in, like, script. And then for Fuente, Fuente Forbidden X, limited edition, November 2023. So I'm just opening this coffin box. And inside, I have got a black sleeve cardboard with a red box inside of that. And that is inside of a, like, a plastic protective bag. So I'm taking the clear plastic bag off, and look at that branding. Sleeve is fancy. Yeah, so you've got this black, it's uh, not corrugate, but it's like very thick paper, so like single-ply cardboard, and then in darker black it says the Opus X Story, released November 2023 on it. Some nice cardstock and the, black on black. Yes, it is. So the, the top and side is identical to the cardboard box that it was inside cardboard coffin box. It's just on black. Yeah, like cardstock. So I'm going to slide out the red box that's inside the sleeve. 
And uh, again, now it's in gold. So now you know why I bought it. The Opus X story. And then the same thing. Fuente, Fuente, Forbidden X on the side in gold. There you go. Very consistent branding up to this point. Now we're going to open the top. So this is like a shoebox. And feel the... Feel like the texture on that. Oh man, that is right. Some quality it's stuff. extra. Yeah, stuff look, like extra. I, at first I thought it was velvety with yeah. before I touched it. But yeah. now, and I like how the inside of the lid and the box is black. Oh yeah, definitely goes with the brand. And they really went on out with this one. Yeah, yeah. So inside that is a smaller shoebox with some protective wrapping. And I'm saving all of this and being a little gentle because I'm going to save the packaging. There you go. It's a smaller shoebox that is identical. Oh. And then check this out. So this is actually designed to open up this way. Right? It's not like yeah. broken or something. It's designed yeah. to do that. And you have this gorgeous book underneath 20 years of Fuente Fuente Opus X, an interview with Carlos, Carlos Carlito Fuente Jr. And this is like photo paper. And we're going to go through this a little bit later, but you can see there's like a picture on each page. It's like an album. It's an album. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. So we're going to set that aside. I'm not going to lie, that's one of the coolest things to come with a box and a cigar. Dude. It's an album. Just like. Oh, yeah. Fuente. Yeah. You know? Um, so the smaller shoebox, again, looks the same. Now check out what is inside. Wait a minute. What is that? Okay. This is a suede leather brown pouch that has the opus x story on it in gold right so this is kind of like um i don't know almost what you would expect to get with your sunglasses yeah you know this is i don't know if this is synthetic or not but it feels like suede leather i'm sure it's a uh, synthetic and then inside of that is this absolutely gorgeous check out that box, box. so it opens like a book. It is lacquered black. And I don't know if you can see the depth. There is probably a millimeter of clear lacquer on top of the branding. Oh, yeah. Gold hinges on the side. It's got the Fuente Fuente X logo, the Opus X story, then the Forbidden logo, then Chateau de la Fuente, Fuente H Selection, MCMXCII, or 1992. I mean absolutely gorgeous they did not miss a beat with that notice what's down here in the left yep and again it's like two millimeters below the surface i don't know if you can Let's tell the that. depth it's gorgeous prometheus one of my favorite brands looks like a suede bottom yes it has a felt bottom to prevent sliding or whatever we're going to open this up so inside you have four sticks these are all 2018 uh, banded. Remember, this is the 2023 selection, so right. five years since they put the band on. And you've got this, the Opus X Forbidden X release September 2023 Certificate of Authenticity, which super high quality. You can kind of feel the texture on that. Yeah. That's and then stuff. this is like a wax paper on top of... The sticks and then you have the sticks underneath so that is 
a lot of drama. And for some comparison, I've got a Bremont Supermarine S500. Um, I bought my business partner a Adamir Piguet Royal Oak. So we've done some unboxings of some <laughs> like expensive stuff. Before. Right. This competes with them. Like I'm not kidding. The presentation on this Opus X story competes with like Bremont. Like how many times did you just unbox this? One layer, two layers, three layers, four layers, five layers, and then the box. So, super well done, Yeah, um, I think. And let me grab a picture of that for the interwebs. And why don't you pick out which one you want to smoke today? What Vitola are you going to select, Angel? Um, go with this one. I can't even... Yeah, I, I yeah. get it out for you. It's kind of, I'm kind of like a boarding house reaching, yeah. or apartment reaching. Nice. And uh, the the vitolas are not uh, marked, but uh, yeah, it looks like a Toro. And then I've got, um, hmm, I don't know what this would be. Uh, this is like a forty-eight by six, six by forty-eight. Yeah. Or six by fifty. So. I don't know. It's Toro-ish too. Yeah, it does. I'm surprised it didn't say. That's the one thing it didn't do is say what the the Vitolas are not marked. Yeah, so it's just you got. I think these two are the same. I think you got two that are the same. Then you've got one that's a little shorter and a little fatter. Right. And one that's a little shorter than that and a little fatter. Now here's a little uh, surprise for you and everybody else. The last time we smoked an Opus X on this show was not that long ago. We smoked it with Nick Brick. And uh, his cigar was not good. It didn't burn right. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he just, he got a bad one. It happens from time to time. Um, so, you know, on on this uh, show, we talk about, like, MSRP and, you know, all of that stuff. Um, there's not really, I mean, the MSRP on this Opus X story, we'll just say two to three hundred. Okay. For a box of four, depending on a lot of different factors, including if you can find it. Right. Um, I will say, and you know from what we just looked at, I believe if you buy this and you leave it pristine, yeah, and just put it in your humidor, you will sell it for more later. Oh yeah, absolutely. But, uh, I think that's basically guaranteed. So if you're looking for an investment, if you're looking for a really good smoke. It's got some cool accoutrement. I mean, this box, yeah. shit, that's my new travel humidor. There you go. That's I mean, that is badass, right? You've also got this uh, album that we're going to go through. And you can see, I mean, pages and pages. There's probably 10 pages that are just pictures. Um, can't get that anywhere else. No. You know, so super cool. Um, the sticks are cello wrapped. So. If we're talking about presentation, uh, 10, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, I can go ahead and pre-rank this. They definitely made you work to get to that cigar, though. Yeah, yeah. However, the one thing that I don't like is that it they're in cello sleeves. Um, and by the way, this is a different type. I don't know if you can tell by feel. Yeah, it's a little thicker. Yes, this is a different, this is luxury cello. It's also a different color. It's crystal. So Yeah. Um, and since it's been in those layers and layers of boxes for a while, 
there's no chance for discoloring with the lighting. Right. right. So that's the only thing that I would do differently is since these are already protected, I would not celloize them. Right. Um, now, knowing how these are manufactured, like kit style, all of these were probably put in cello when they were made, the individual sticks. Right. There is no ribbon on the foot. It's just a stick. It's got the Forbidden X um, band and then the 2018 band. I love the kind of parallels between the 2018 band and like how they do whiskey. Yeah. You know. Gotta say, man, this band, they did not hold back. Yeah, they, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, they spared no expense. Yeah. Let's just go there. Yeah. <clears throat> I've heard you and Nick have talked about it before, you know, how expensive the dye is yeah. to make these bands. Just all the artwork, all the small details, and it's a double band, not a single band, mm -hmm. a double band. That yeah, and it's <clears throat> textured. Oh, yeah. You, you can know, feel it. It's Every detail is raised. So you're right. I'll bet this die was a fucking arm and a leg. And then, now, the rest of the presentation on the cigar, um, you know, this is a lighter uh, natural wrapper. It's thin. You can see the, the modeling, right, which is a hallmark of a thinner cigar or thinner wrapper leaf on your cigar. Um, I really, really like this particular look because it reminds me of, like, old school Cuban cigars. Yeah. Um, you know, back when, I mean, I don't know if most people realize, like, Maduro wasn't a thing 25 years ago, you know. I wouldn't know. Like, it just, <laughs> just wasn't a thing. Right. You know, every, I mean, 50 years ago, everything was a fucking candela, you know. And then uh, by 25 years ago, it was pretty much exclusively, like, naturals. Now they distinguish between, like, sun-grown and and natural. We need to talk about that at some point. Yeah. Because they're really the same thing, but kind of not. Um, again, we complain all the time on this show about cigar taxonomy. Yeah. But look how behind the 2018 and the Forbidden X, like, look at that pebbled texture where it's, like, black with gold dots, and you can actually feel them. Oh, yeah. So it almost looks like crocodile leather or something. It's just really super small. Or like, um, what is that, ostrich leather? More like crocodile. Yeah. yeah, more like crocodile. You need some crocodile boots. This also looks like, <laughs> yeah, like, so definitely a, a definitely a Johnny Midas wrapper. Um, or I should say band. And then, I don't know what this is, but it looks like fire. Yeah. I think that's a nod to the Prometheus. That's the only thing I can think of. I saw that. You know, the, the amount of detail. It's, I mean, it, it is a work of art. The bands are truly a work of art. I wish I had a magnifying glass because there's like very, very little things yeah. here and there. Yeah. It is super cool. And then you have that Forbidden City uh, logo with the lock and the key and all of that. So, you know, there's some different Opus X's. And this is the... Uh, Forbidden City. Yeah. Um, Do you see where they put a lock right where the band folds over? Yeah. I mean, like that's perfect. It's that's perfect. attention to detail. Yeah. <laughs> it's perfect. So, enough fucking talking. I want to put this in my mouth. So, 
why don't we get these cigars cut and lit? And the official cutting of Burnline Podcast is brought to you by Fat Boy Cigars. The bold and delicious flavors of premium hand-selected tobacco leaves are highlighted in the original Jacked Cigar by Fat Boy Cigars. And don't forget to try the Fat Boy Cigars Boots on the Ground series. For every cigar you purchase in this series, Fat Boy Cigars will donate $1 to charities benefiting our frontline heroes. Fat Boy Cigars, welcome to the Fat Boy's world. And I saw an Insta where they had their letter of appreciation from the uh, foundation. Yeah, Fallen Firefighters Foundation. Actually, not that far from here, too. Emmitsburg. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think I was talking about the one from the, the troops, but... Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. I'm sure they get appreciated. Yeah. I'm sure they get appreciated a lot. So I'm clipping mine with a close-ended uh, Perdomo double guillotine, which uh, these are all Parejos, so makes it easy. And as always, we remind you to clip that cigar with authority. No, limp-wristed, cutting aloud. Man, you got your open-ended double guillotine. Yeah, and look at that. Perfect. Yeah, which is really surprising me because that's a shit cutter. I really am not a fan of that cutter. Is yeah. that the one from the other side? No, this is actually my personal one. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. never mind then. Yeah, it, it is kind of shitty, but... Oh, is it? It definitely works better than the one over there. Yeah, I was going to say, the. I mean, it, obviously it's a public cutter, so it's going to get some abuse. I think it's gotten used a it lot. It looks like somebody sharpened a pencil with it or something. Yeah, it definitely got dulled real quick. Yeah, it's got little, like... Like, uh... Nixon stuff. Nixon stuff, yeah. Yeah. I don't use it, but... No, I thought you had just grabbed yeah. that out, out of the other side. That's my personal one. Uh, the rep... That's why there's one here. The rep handed it out to us. Uh, these are not for sale. So, the only way you can get these is through the rep. Oh, the CAO. Yeah, yeah it's the... Yeah. I call it the pyramid. Yeah, so... kind of looks Egyptian. You see that? C, oh. and then the A, A, and then the O. And then if you do the same thing... Cool. It doesn't matter which way you look at it. CAO, yeah. Yeah. It's hefty, man. It looks like it put a hole in your pocket. Yeah. I like it because it's heavy. Yeah. You know, I'm a bigger guy, bigger hands. So. Yeah. Fits my personality. Well, uh, it is time to toast these cigars. And now, obviously, we paid for a fuck ton of packaging. Yeah. You know, however, I've got a few singles. So I collect Fuente. Mm hmm. And uh, while I was picking these up, I also picked up a 2016 Rare Black uh, Torpedo. Nice. And that was like 90 bucks. Um, so these are coming in somewhere around 50 bucks a piece. Um, but you're, you're getting all that packaging in the book and everything. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're just dividing the price by cigar, um, you know, not the most affordable. And, and so... That, like, features into our value. Right. Uh, but it also features into the attention I put into lighting it. So <laughs> we're going to make sure we toast these yeah. um, very carefully. Not easy to replace. And I am using my Johnny Midas Soft Flame Butane Gold Brick. And what have you got there? So this is... Oh, I want to say this is about 12 years old. It's a Vertigo. It looks 12. So... <clears throat> of course it's a Vertigo. Yeah. That's I, I, one of the few brands that's around after 12 years. Yeah. I actually inherited this from a late friend of mine. Really? Yeah, met him at uh, Union, Gettysburg, that, many, that many is, years ago. That is a cool story. I love those kinds of stories. So, I, I'm not surprised that, and it, so it's a quad flame, and I can see all four flames are working right. great. Now, obviously, you know how to keep lighters going. Uh, for our listeners out there, if you're having trouble with your torch, 
Now, you know, bring it by your local tobacconist. If you're within road trip distance of Union Cigar, uh, Hanover, Gettysburg, bring it by. Drop it off, and, of course, uh, Angel would be happy to look at it. But I'm also not surprised that it's a Vertigo. Right. Still going 12 years later. Yeah, I mean, I take care of it. I try to use it every once in a while. It's kind of like anything, you know, you got to use it. Uh-huh. Whew, all right. Mm-mm. Mm. I had a little dark spot. There you, you, you killed the other side. You're killing the other side. I got it. I got it. Your flame wrapped around and started mm -hmm. eating your wrapper. We're safe. <laughs> all right. We got a good toast going on. And as always, we remind you, toasted, not roasted. Yep. I'm getting some cedar right off the bat. Mm-hmm. First of all, that is a delicate wrapper. Yeah, it really is. I mean, look what I... Look, this is from a soft, soft wrapper. Right. My jet. Yeah, your jet just wiped that out. Yeah, that is crazy thin. Yeah. Well, that's what this some of this modeling is, is actually the tobacco beneath it that you're seeing. Very strong wrapper, I would say, for what it looks like. Oh, yeah. Uh, remind, you know, Cuban reminiscent where like the flavor is not strong. Mm -hmm. The, like the nicotine content is definitely strong off the bat. Um, smells really good. Smells like, delicious. Oh my God. Like a, almost like a dessert. Yeah. Just from, uh, not even smoking it. It's very aromatic. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. So definitely some cedar, um, some cinnamon and allspice, you know, something like, you would bake into like a dessert bread or something. Yep. Um, I'm not getting a lot of earth. No. I would say like the predominant note is definitely wood. Yeah. Yeah, I love this like mixture of spice and spice there. and wood. That's all I'm getting. Spice and wood so far. And uh, maybe a touch of floral. Maybe a little flowery. Right at the tip of the tongue. Yeah. It's pretty faint. It might pick up. I would, yeah. I would expect that to pick up a little bit. Sweet. Yeah. Just a touch. Very Not sugary little, sweet, but like... Right. Very little smoke output, too. Yeah, the smoke is very light. It's not even there. Yeah, like, I'm holding it up and watching. I mean, no, it, it's. I mean, that's a good amount of smoke output. It's just very light smoke. I mean, that's what it looks like. Um... All right, let me do a full draw. Back pressure is good. No, I mean, yeah, I want to, I don't know, how do I say this? If you can't see a video, that's a lot of smoke. Like, it's not a smoke bomb. That's a good amount of smoke, right. but it's super light. Like, you can't feel it in your mouth. So, try that one more time. You have two different colors of smoke. Yeah, the foot and the head are putting out two different colors, which is awesome. Right. The foot is like blue, and the head is like bronze. I need an Insta for that. Give me one second. Here, let me turn the wrapper so you can see the Forbidden X. Now let me, tell me when you're ready. Let me get a really HD photo here. <laughs> yeah, that'll look great. I got a bunch. I'm blowing smoke rings. Dude, it's like cinnamon sugar. Yeah. There's like cinnamon sugar in this. Even just sitting here... Just smelling it, Dude, it smells. Yes, this is a cigar that you can like smell someone else smoke, and you're like, "Oh, that smells good." Yeah, it's really interesting. You can retrohale it super easy. Right, it doesn't burn. Doesn't burn. Um, it's a lot of smoke, but man, it is. Uh, it is light. It's crazy. So, 
with that, why don't we uh, go ahead and do our tobacconist tip of the week with Angel Solorio, certified retail tobacconist. What you got for us today, Angel? And now your tobacconist tip of the week with Angel Solorio. All right, tip of the week of pretty much what we just did. You know, when you're pulling a cigar out of a cello, some of them are tight. Mm-hmm. I know you probably don't do this that often, but uh, I have to do it for customers a lot when they're like, you know, cut it, whatever. Mm -hmm. Especially the flavored or, um, you know, ones are sticky. Yeah, yeah. The infused ones, they yeah, have a sticky wrapper. Sticky, yeah. sticky. So my, kind of like what you said earlier, blow a little bit into the cello and then just very, very softly push the cigar out by pushing the head. Don't. Mm -hmm pinch the cigar yeah yeah and use the plunger method yeah and just slowly ease it out once you get a little bit of the foot just grab the foot and don't squeeze it because that's how you damage the cigar and mm -hmm. especially the head and then you have issues there yeah good good call out i use yeah the, the plunger the syringe method where i use my first two fingers to hold mm -hmm. the cigar and then i use my thumb to push the head of the cigar yep. against the cap and just slide a half inch of wrapper off, yep. or, or sorry, cello off, and then as soon as I can grab the foot gently, yeah, just pull the cello off, and yeah, blowing into it helps a lot. Yeah. Um, what I see a lot of guys do is they'll, you know, if if there's a sticker holding the uh, open end flap shut, yep. you know, they'll break the sticker, and then they'll squeeze the cap and like squirt the cigar out. Yeah. That... And it's like you're so you know you're you're very likely to crack the cap oh yeah and it's a terrible place to get a crack because you can save the cigar right it'll it'll burn fine but you're sucking air in the yeah. whole time it, it's just structural integrity yeah like you you can't undo that right and then a lot of customers request to hey put it back in the cellar i'm like absolutely not yeah. you're getting a uh bag with that fits an individual because mm -hmm. putting it back is ridiculous mm -hmm. plus you already cut it it's like you're going to cause more damage trying to squeeze it back in there you know what i would like to see i would like to see somebody in the factory put a stick into cello right i want to see how they do it i want to see how they do it i'll bet you they're fast at it they're probably blowing into it every every cello wrapped cigar you've got it's got somebody spinning <laughs> <laughs> oh my well thank you for that tobacconist tip yeah. uh yeah, like all the little things that we talk about are important to, you know, first of all, get your money's worth. This is a luxury hobby. Right. And, you know, it's like um, anything else. If you're you're doing whiskey, you don't just crack open your bottle of Louis the Thirteenth and slug it. Right. You know, set and setting is important. But the difference is it's very difficult to ruin whiskey by how you open it. Right. You know, or how you pour it. Right. And frankly, you can drink it right out of the... The bottle, you can drink your Remy right out of the bottle. Right. And it tastes the same. Right. You know, it's not, you know, you, you got to get some oxygen in there and stuff, but you're not ruining it, ruining it. With a cigar, you can literally break it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Like you can you can actually break the cigar. Yeah, the amount of uh, just little things that goes into cigar smoking. Mm -hmm. It's just, yeah, I don't think there's any other, um, what like, would you call it, consumer hobby? Yeah, yeah, consumer hobby. Because they all add up. They're all additive. Right. You know, like the clipping the cigar with authority. Right. That, that and also the the hand job, you know, tapping it out afterwards. Like, 
the that, toasting. Yeah, that improves. Like, I don't want to be tonguing little flecks of tobacco off. And, and I don't want a cut where it's different layers, where some leaf is right. sticking out. Or you it, cut too deep, too yeah, shallow. Yeah. And then toasting it instead of roasting it. Huge, huge impact on flavor. Yeah. Uh, as well as burn, you know. Yeah, just um, so many little things. Rotating your cigar while smoking. Rotating while smoking. You know, not pinching it while you squeeze it out of the cellar so you crack the cap and you're drawing oxygen in along with right. it. There is something to be said about, I think you and when you guys talk to Francisco, chewing the cigar is not like our thing, but they definitely do it. There's some I'm not a chewer. I can't do it. To me, it's, I, I don't know, like, I don't like the mouthfeel. Right. Um, but also, like, it almost seems disrespectful Yeah. to the cigar. Right. That's just a psych th psychology thing. I feel me, the but... same way. And it's like, it's not just something you're burning and smoking. Like, it's an art form, mm -hmm. you know. Most uh, tabaqueleros, they, you know, to become a cigar wrapper or roller, it's what, 10 years? Mm -hmm. Until you can start rolling a cigar? And then mm. you just go and fuck it up by chewing it. Yeah, yeah. It's like a hundred <laughs> pairs of hands touched this, and you know, all like ten years went into this cigar, right. and nom, nom, nom. then some asshole just chews it. Look at this ash and burn line. Mm -hmm. That is really gorgeous. You can tell by looking at it how aged this tobacco is. So, you know, according to the band, this was banded five years ago. Mm -hmm. So you got five years of age on this cigar right. after it was made, which is probably one reason why it's right. so smooth. And then, uh, you know, the, the leaves were probably aged for years yeah. before even constructing this. Uh, yeah, I wonder how old this tobacco is. Probably a good 10 years. It's probably 10 years old, yeah. That was my fault, but I just can't believe how smooth this cigar is. Yeah, and this smoke is, it's Cuban-esque. Like, it's very deceptive because this is a light. Now, I will say this, you know, my sort of default Cuban flavor has a lot more, like, floral in it. Yeah. Uh, this is definitely, like, cinnamon spice yeah. on wood. That's what this tastes like right now. Yeah, absolutely delicious, but the smoke is deceptive because I think both of us have coughed from the smoke. Yeah. Because it's so light. Right. And but there's a lot of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, when I just coughed, that was my fault. I, mm -hmm. I was a little, yeah. A little overzealous with yeah. the smoke. Yeah. Uh, because it's, mm -hmm. and the draw is pretty light. Yeah. So, I mean, just look at how much smoke is coming out, but it doesn't feel like right, it in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So, I asked you about it, because I know how you are with your draw. How do you feel about it? So, my draw is perfect. Now, granted, my ring gauge is, like, two smaller than yours, I think. Yeah. Yours is, what, a 52? Probably 52, 54, something like that. Yeah, and mine's, like, a 50. It's not a 48. I think these are 50 and 52, 54, maybe. Um, so, it's a little smaller ring gauge. And I clipped off, you know, the perfect amount mm -hmm. to get the opening that I wanted. So, yeah, I like uh, I like a little back pressure, like, you know... I have to, I want to have to work. If I put the cigar in my mouth and the smoke just comes into my mouth. Right. It doesn't have the same satisfaction for me. Yeah. Wow, though. It's 
It's a very impressive cigar. I'm impressed, yeah. Yeah. Now, how, do, now how does this compare to the one you smoked, what, a month ago? Mm-hmm. Well, so the, the uh, flavor profile is similar. I can tell that they're cousins. Okay. Um, but it's definitely different. Um, this does seem like a higher quality cigar, to be honest with you. Um, up to this point, like, everything is damn near perfect on it. I've got, what, like an inch of ash on there right yeah. now. It's just no issues, no maybe, flaking whatsoever. Yeah, maybe for what it is, I think you got more a more curated tobacco than you did the last batch. Probably, yeah. All right, so why don't we look at this uh, this book while we're enjoying this delicious cigar. We got this album that came with it. 20 Years of Fuente Fuente Opus X, an interview with Carlos Carlito Fuente Jr. It's got a picture of the Fuente estate on the front, uh, grass-thatched roof. Uh, it looks like a curing barn or something. Yeah, it looks like a tobacco hut. Yeah, with uh, these beautiful like wildflowers in yeah. front, all different colors, uh, dirt road. Red soil. Red soil, white rocks lining the road, very beautiful. So let's open this up, and I am going to read out of this, copyright 2015 through 22 Prometheus International, Inc., all rights reserved. It would be no exaggeration to say that Fuente Fuente Opus X changed the cigar industry as much as the iPhone changed the mobile phone industry. It might even be an understatement. Well, it might be an overstatement too, but I'll save my comments for later. When... <laughs> When it came out in 1995, okay, yeah, you're right, pre-cigar boom, or right at the... Pre-cigar boom. Yeah. I think 98 was 98 was the boom, boom yeah. Uh, I was seven. You were seven. <laughs> you were not smoking. No, I was not smoking. I was not legally smoking. Was an immediate sensation, a cigar so different in its taste, look, and origin that cigar enthusiasts literally lined up to buy it. Retail shops sold out so quick, so quickly that some imposed a one-per-customer-per-day rule. It remains one of the world's most coveted cigars, with each new release eagerly awaited by cigar enthusiasts, reviewers, and retailers. So let me ask you, you might, because I'm not trying to call out your age, but why was it popular right off the bat? Mm. Or what was the demand there right yeah. off the bat? It's a great, great question. So part of it was the exclusivity, right? It's something new and exclusive. People want to try it. They have the disposable income. The first Dominican Puro. Mm -hmm. And to this day, I, I struggle to think of any other Dominican Puro because Dominican Republic is not known for wrapper leaves. Mm -hmm. And Fuente spent over a decade cultivating both leaf and soil to grow a wrapper leaf in the Dominican Republic. Um, so super the the only one at the time and then the other reason was they designed the opus x to be a cuban not from cuba mm -hmm. and it does smoke like a classic cuban and this one does as well you'll notice like the the smoke is light and floral aromatic flavorful but there's like a high strength in the background nicotine strength we call it um very indicative of Cuban cigars, right? So you don't grab a Cuban to get that, like, padron, you know, dark, heavy, rich, strong smoke. Right? Cubans are lighter, yeah. 
more flavorful, uh, but the, but the smoke is still strong. Yeah. The cigar is still strong. Um, and so it was the first, you know, cigar, like this is post embargo 95 that you could get that was like a Cuban, but, uh, not from Cuba. So you could actually just go to your local tobacconist and buy it. Right. Yeah. I guess the only way at that time, cause it's also, I mean, it's internet's been around for a few years, but it's pre-internet for, you know, commercial use. Mm-hmm. I wonder how uh, guys, besides going to the Bahamas, how they got their hands on Cubans at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the uh, standard for years, like in the 90s to early aughts, was you went to your local guy and you're like, do you have any Cubans? And, you know, <laughs> kind of like a... Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a gray market right. you know, kind of kind of thing. Um, I've done that. Mm-hmm. Um so hopefully there's no interested LEOs listening to the show, but uh, I have procured and sold Cubans to shops. Yeah. Um, but it was always like a, you know, nothing commercialized. It was just, I have these and you want these. And I think you can anyway. It's traditional capitalism. Yeah. Um, the law is like, you can, I think it's like a hundred, you can bring Cubans, but it can't be more than $120. Well, it's like, how do you, value it hey this is a penny a stick how do you know how much i paid for it i know because uh, <laughs> i've got some friends with relatives over there they'll go visit and come back and the last i heard it was like four boxes hmm. like if you come back through customs that's very you, generous yeah they'll let you take four boxes well i mean I don't, if there's a dollar amount that's ridiculous because there's plenty of cuban cigars that cost more than that right per cigar you know um in the internet age though people just buy them online yeah you know and uh I've had quite a bit of success. There's companies in Europe, they just do it. And uh, I think I've had one box that was interdicted by customs, oh, okay. you know, in my life. Uh, but for the most part, you know, they just make it to your door. Right. Um, and, you know, we've had the convo on this show before. Like, Cubans aren't all they, they've cracked up to be. No. Um, mostly because the talent left. Right. But also they over-farmed the soil. Yep. And a lot of your, you know, your <clears throat> top blenders or whatever yeah they can't even get the good leaf because you know the cuban state keeps them for right their manufacturers so and they don't have the because of land mass they don't have the luxury of letting soil rest and rotating well they could but you know communist central planners are not exactly known for their brilliance when it comes to managing agriculture i mean ukraine and the mass starvation that happened there because they were mis basically uh misreporting bread production right you know um it's still a thing so uh this cigar look at that man that's over an inch of ash and it's just like hanging on there i dig it i mean that is some not, structure man yeah it does i gotta relight but that was my fault <laughs> <laughs> well so it go- it goes back to the toasted not roasted thing right. like you've got a a four flame, yep. you know, jet, you got to uh, be, yeah, grab the, the, grab the gold bar. The Johnny Midas gold bar. You got to be super careful with those. Like, and we talked about it. There's a, there's a reason that like matches and, you know, soft flames and stuff are popular, but a torch works great, but you got to practice and, mm-hmm. you know, like you, the flame should be inches away and, you know, with a with a torch. I'm it's, usually good with a torch, but like you said, this wrapper's just way too it's, delicate. It's very delicate, yeah. 
I mean, you saw how far away it was, and mm-hmm. that rapper was gone. It was instant, too, because I, like, called it out immediately, and it was, like, too late. But Yeah, I got to get a shot of this. I mean, this is definitely going on the grams. Unbelievable. Puente knocks it out of the park again. I think so. I think so. Yep, so it does have an easy draw. Um, mine has enough back pressure to hit the spot for me. Um, the smoke is plentiful, but super light. I mean, look how much smoke is coming off of your stick. Like, it's a lot of smoke, but in your mouth, it doesn't feel like it's right. punching you, you know? I, I, that's why I got a little overzealous there earlier, because I'm like, am I getting enough smoke? Yeah, yeah. And then the, the you can retrohale it. There's oh, not, yeah. not any burn whatsoever in my nose. Um, the retrohale really brings out, like, the spicy cinnamon yeah, that's... side of it. I'm going to tap this ash. Look at that. Look at that ash. I'm picking it up. Oh, Ooh, it's hot. Yeah. Solid. And then it immediately flakes. Like, So, really good combustion on this. Yeah, that is some really white ash. So, I would say that, like, this is definitely something to plan and budget for. Which I did. Mm-hmm. You know, this is my Christmas present to myself. Um... But it's one of those like if you're in the if you're in the hobby and you're serious about it, mm-hmm. like you have to, you just you have to budget to get one of these yeah. Opus X Forbidden Cities and uh, you know set and setting. Make sure that you're not uh, distracted because you're gonna want to really enjoy this, and you know you're not sitting with assholes that are going to talk about the Ravens game or something. While this you're is not a mowing the lawn cigar. Not a mowing the lawn cigar. Yeah. Did you check out that oil line, too? Right on the burn line? Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. Also, I don't know if you noticed, but mine is like our super soft box press. Mm-hmm. I, I did notice you know? that. Yours is just brown, but it's... it's. You get a little bit of a boxiness to it. That's from being in the packaging. Maybe? Yeah. I think. Yours looks like it's just a regular... Regular cigar that got kind of in in this wooden box with three other cigars and just kind of took the form. Because you'll notice the back is like the flat part. Mm -hmm. That's where it was in the box. This one was box pressed, though. I'm pretty sure. It's just a shallow, what we call a soft box press. Similar to a Perdomo. Yeah. I'm going to be sad when we're done. I know. How's your strength? Uh... I want to say medium. It's not overwhelming. Mm-hmm. It's definitely a stark difference between the uh, Sonata. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, the nicotine is not. What's up, Edwin? Just uh, podcasting. Look what we're smoking today. Yeah, check out the, uh, where did I put the box? Somewhere on the left. <laughs> did I let some you guys smoke a couple sacks at Bernie? Are you online? Yeah, 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 you're good. Yeah, um, Nick got a bad one. Look at this, man. This is like a, this is like a luxury watch. Yeah. Look at the depth of the lacquer on top. Yeah, I've seen that Bossville has that. It's nice. Yeah, I don't know how much I paid for the packaging, but more than that, you paid for the cigars. <laughs> Absolutely delicious cigar. So yeah, I mean, I think my my advice to all the listeners is find a way. Now you don't have to buy the the story, the Opus X story. Right. 
right? The story comes with all of the packaging, the booklet, um, you know, this absolutely gorgeous. Like, can you imagine? That's my new travel humidor. Yeah. Like, that is a fucking boss statement right there. Yeah. Somebody's going to be like, oh, look what he got. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that. But you can buy singles. Um, I think most places, it depends. You know, obviously in Maryland, there's that floor tax because, you know, the politicians down there are the communism. Yeah. The, the uh, People's <laughs> Republic of Maryland, you That's can right. pay more. But, um, Somewhere, but but because it's in you know because of the Beltway, yeah, dude, you can get every cigar you want in Maryland. That is true. You go down to Annapolis, jeez, yeah, you want an expensive cigar, they got them. Yeah, um, those uh, Richmond, north of Richmond, mm -hmm. like their cigars as well. Yes, those <laughs> Richmond, north of Richmond, love their. So, you know, forty-five bucks. Um, like I said, yeah. I found a two thousand sixteen rare black that was ninety. Um, you know, I haven't seen any in the triple digits yet. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, like, if you're serious about your cigar hobby, fucking save five bucks a month until right. you can afford one of these and treat yourself. Yeah. Treat yourself. The price is not surprising at all. It, mm -hmm. it seriously should not come as a surprise. Well, I think what, you know, when we talk about value, I think uh, this is one of those rare cigars, you know, the one that I'm smoking today is probably worth it you know most of the especially the regular opus x to me like honestly it's like a 18 dollar cigar yeah probably um and it's it's not it's usually like mid to high 20s um but uh you're paying for the brand a little bit there yeah um this one i think is closer to being like yeah yeah i would pay i would pay that much again yeah for this so and of course, highly collectible. Um, so, like I said, I got that rare black. I just got one because I'm not I'm not that rich. Um, it's going in the collection. I'm not smoking it, and I feel bad about that. Yeah. But speaking of Prometheus, another uh, stick that we got to smoke at some point is the God of Fire. I am down. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. The 2017 Tubo was peak God <laughs> of Fire, and I can't find a 2017 Tubo anywhere. Anybody listening, got one for sale, give us yeah. a call. <laughs> you can donate it to the podcast. So, we'll uh, cut you out. So, uh, <clears throat> while we're on the subject, uh, why don't we hit the socials real fast. And uh, as usual, you can reach out to us on Instagram, at Burnline Podcast. And uh, we would love to hear from you. Don't have any DMs. Um... Today I got one from uh, Fat Boys. Holiday package is on its way. Enjoy, freaking awesome! Nice. And uh, so happy that I could get them their Johnny Midas lighter. Uh, as you know, we uh, sold three on the show. Only four in the world. Only four in the world. Um, well, there's five, but uh, the reason for that is I went ahead and tested because this is a flint flint right. light, you know, soft flame. So I went ahead and tested before I sent these out, um, and uh, theirs didn't work right. And so the factory was nice enough to make me another one and send it, but it Ooh. took weeks. Um, and so, you know, they they had to wait. So yeah. appreciate your patience, Fat Boys. And, of course, Graveyard Pops got one, as well as uh, Whiskey Angel. Um, 
No new emails, but you can reach us at burnlinepodcast at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. We did have a interesting uh, email last week. Right. We talked about um, still not uh, sure what was going on there. Hope we didn't come across too strong, but, <laughs> you know, bullshit is bullshit. Right. Um, Man, you want to talk about, you know, we talk about cigar experience all the time. That's how you can ruin somebody's cigar experience, telling them that, hey, you're doing it wrong or you need to do yeah, it yeah. a certain way. There's a way to approach somebody and be like, hey, you know, let me, if you're a newbie or somebody who's not a avid smoker, you know, here's some advice on how to possibly make it better, but not, right. hey, you're doing it wrong. This is how you should be doing it. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think that, I think that there's definitely room for like helping people enjoy the the hobby better. Um the one thing that we try to avoid here is like the cigar snob thing. Yeah. Like you know you're consuming it. You do you. I had a I had a friend of mine that was like, "You know what I really like? I really like those acids." Yeah. Now, of course, I knock on acids all the time. <laughs> it's like my shtick on the on the show. Partly cuz I had a like it was one of the first cigars that I smoked when I was getting into it. And I was oh, like, yeah. This is garbage. How would it, how is this even a thing? And then somebody's like, you know, that's a flavored cigar. I'm like, what? <laughs> um, but if that's what you like, then fucking smoke it and enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Speaking of enjoying, I'm still in the first third. This is a slow burner. I'm in the second third. I'm getting a I'm not I'm trying to figure out what this flavored note is that I'm getting. And I get it in the retro hill. It went from spice to something else. All right, let me see what you're. Let me see if I can taste it similar. You have a more refined palate. You might be able to pick up on it. Well, there's a there's a heavy heavy element of bread in there now. Right, so the wood kind of softened into bread. There's still that wood carrier element, especially if you're not retro hailing. Yeah. Um, but you know what? I think that's what I'm getting. I don't know. It's kind of hard to describe this, but. I don't know if people have tried like actual loaves of bread, not mm -hmm. bread. You ever notice how some of it has like a slight alcohol taste to it? Mm -hmm. That's yeah. what I'm getting. Yes. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's hard to describe. Yeah. Because unless you haven't yeah. had like a real loaf of bread. Fresh out of the oven. Right. Crack the crust. And yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting because the smoke on the tongue has a slightly astringent feel, almost like alcohol. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, very interesting. Yeah. Like I said, unless you tried it before or know what we're talking about, it's... Now, what do you think about pairing this cigar? Because <laughs> I think my thing right off the bat would be smoke the cigar, have maybe some lemon water or something to yeah. cleanse the palate. You really want to enjoy and taste this cigar. Yeah, I don't think I want to drink anything with it. But I'm drinking my black coffee with it, and yeah. I love it. So, but as far as anything else, that's like stronger. Yeah, I, don't I think, think I'd want to overwhelm it. Yeah, I think I think I'd want to just enjoy this cigar at least the first time through. Yeah, because for the most part, coffee's water anyway. Mm. Water and oil. I'll tell you what, dude, it's it's so smooth and it's like I don't know, it's like mid. It's like a mid body mid, but it's a little stronger than that. Like it's a little deceptive. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it how in the industry we talk about smooth cigars all the time. Yeah. You know? I hate using that word, but this one is just smooth. It really is. I mean, I can't think of another word. Yeah, because 
I know Nick said it, uh, the last one, smooth is overused. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I don't know what other word to use. I don't know. <clears throat> but it definitely has like, you know, like a, not, not spice, like pepper or cayenne or anything like that, but um, baking spices pop on the tongue when you draw the smoking. They get a little bit cinnamon on that last draw there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a cinnamon. I think the sweet has tapered off a little bit, yep. but it's still on the sweet side. Very. Which I gotta, I gotta tell folks, you know, like, I'm not talking about flavored cap sweet. Right. I'm talking about sweet tobacco. It's right. different. It's, it's, um, <clears throat> I, I tell this to people a lot. Ecuadorian wrapper is probably the sweetest mm -hmm. tobacco you can get. And it's hard to explain it to somebody who's never had a sweet cigar yeah it's like i'm not talking about sugary sweet or like added oh infused God. flavoring oh no look at how <clears throat> look at how delicate that wrapper is right that is crazy thin that is incredibly thin so i just took my band off which is probably not a great idea there's some glue see how the glue yeah went past and it's a lot took a chunk of wrapper off and my god that is paper thin i mean yeah, thinner than that's paper. insane look at that yep wow and for those that know you know um not connecticut broadleaf no <laughs> uh you know the cigar makers the most expensive tobacco is the wrapper mm -hmm. and i'm sure this is this was not cheap at all no it couldn't have been but also uh, in most cigars, not some of these high-end cigars, but in most cigars, the wrapper leaf cost as much as the rest of the tobacco combined. That's right. The cigar. Um, all right, so why don't we do some uh, cigar news of the week, Angel? And now your cigar news of the week, Angel Solorio. All right. <laughs> cigar news of the week. For some of you that were in the know, and I didn't go to Vegas, but... John and Jordan went to uh, Vegas and... Uh, what happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas. <laughs> but they brought some news back and it actually made it back after PCA was over. <clears throat> Arturo Fuente and Padron were supposed to do a collab and they've been talking about it for a while, but they didn't really give a release or any more details on it. But <clears throat> as of December 15th, so... Two days ago, Arturo Fuente and Padron Legends collaboration is now delayed until 2024. So, unfortunately, those that were looking for it as a Christmas gift, yeah, yeah. will not be a Christmas gift. Like Johnny Midas. <laughs> yeah, I think the whole world is looking forward to the Legends collab. I mean, Fuente and Padron, good God. Yeah. You know, those are the names in uh, Retail Cigar. Yeah. So here's this is why what happened. So they shipped the first 750 out of 2,000 boxes, and actually sounds tragic. Uh, some of the boxes and one and, and two of the shipping containers arrived pretty damaged. Yeah, basically, uh, they shipped two shipping containers, and one of them was not seaworthy. No, and you know they got salt water all inside the can, so. Oops. Yeah. But uh, here, here's a... We can't see it, but that was the presentation at PCA. Nice. That, Fancy. Yeah. I mean, it's Arturo Fuente Padron. They spared no expense. Is that it? That's all we yeah, got? That's all we got for all today. Right. 
So, uh, those of you looking forward to the Legends collab, you'll have to look for it a little bit longer. Looks Hopefully, like uh, they'll get that off the ground. Yeah. I mean, they, they wouldn't have gotten all the way to shipping finished product without seeing it through, right. I hope. So Looks like the price and exclusivity just went up. Yeah, no doubt. Well, I'll bet that first shipping container, uh, I don't even know if they're allowed to sell them, but uh, someone's going to. And, uh, so, if you swim somewhere in the Gulf... Yeah, yeah. Or fish in the Gulf. You might come across a box. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, wow, that is a, that is a podcast. I'm not even halfway through this cigar, so I feel bad uh, ranking it. But we're going to go ahead, and I'm actually, I'm actually feeling a little buzzed. Like, this cigar is a lot stronger than it feels like, I think. Um, so any thoughts on flavor? and experience before we jump into our ranking angel yeah um like i said it changed a little bit there in the second third um like i said that bread alcohol kind of taste to it looks like you recovered it really oh yeah well. came through pulled in clutch yeah yeah but oh man it i don't even i'm almost speechless on this cigar crazy smooth the flavor, that cedar and spice flavor, mm -hmm. perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, agree. All right, so why don't we jump into our ranking? And as usual, we rank our cigars on five vectors, presentation, price, construction, flavor, and experience on a one to ten scale for a total uh, score, you know, maximum of 50. And uh, why don't we start with presentation? Obviously, a lot of presentation on this guy. What What have you got there, Angel? Oh, not to sound corny or, you know, biased or anything, but man, that was a tad. That was a lot of work and a lot of presentation. It wasn't just, here, let me cut the plastic off the box like you normally do. Yeah. And open it. It was, you. they made you work for it. Yeah, I give it a 10 for presentation as well. I'd give it an 11 if I could. Um, you're, it definitely mimics the luxury experience of, yeah. you know, a $50,000 watch. Um, and then the travel humidor, like... It's yeah. absolutely gorgeous. Is it? There is literally like one and a half millimeters of clear lacquer right. on top of the gold, on top of the black. So it has depth to it. Yeah. Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, a lot of work not only went into the cigar, but the presentation. So definitely, they get a 10 for that. All right, so price. I mean, this is very expensive. Now, you're getting four, four sticks. Right. Um I think I paid, you know, with shipping and everything, like two twenty-five, something mm -hmm. like that. So fifty bucks a stick, you could say. Right. Yeah, you're getting more than that. But what are your thoughts on price? So I want to give it an eight. Okay. Only because of affordability. It's not for everybody, but then again, don't be surprised that you're paying for that. Mm-hmm. And also, this will hit the secondary market almost instantly. Mm -hmm. So be prepared to be paying more than fifty dollars. A stick yeah yeah so it's like one of those where you're not going to find an even you know yeah yeah i mean i could go two ways with this i had an eight for price as well and really based on accessibility like it's just an expensive cigar i'd like to see it sell for less right the flip side is they're going to sell every single one that they make and then they're going to go on the secondary market for a 50 100 markup oh yeah um you know you could give it a 10 on price for that like they're supposed to be making money and they're pricing them where they sell every one of them. It seems right. But I gave it an 8 because, you know, this is my hobby and I believe in value. And 
I'm on the consumer side. Yeah. You know, I want you to make money, but goddamn, I want to smoke these for $20 a stick. Yeah. So, um, all right. So how about construction? Construction? Definitely a nine. I'm only taking a point off because if you fuck up, you will fuck up the stick because of the wrapper. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, I gave it a nine as well. It would be a ten, but when I took my uh, band off, yeah, there was some glue overflow, and it just took that wrapper right off. And my goodness, I mean, I have never seen a wrapper this thin. Um, and the amount of flavor that comes off of it, right? You know, unbelievable. Um, so nine on construction. I I feel like that's good. How about flavor? Flavor. I'm gonna give it a nine. Nine on flavor from Angel. Any comments on flavor? Yep. Yeah, definitely right off the bat, you know, you got that cedar. I think the cedar was the most uh, pronounced flavor out of all. And then you got the spice on the tip of the tongue. And then for me, uh, on the second, third, it changed a little bit. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of bready. Yeah, and cinnamon sugar. Cinnamon sugar. Um, yeah, I gave it a 10 for flavor. Um for a bunch of reasons. The first is, I can't think of anybody I know that smokes cigars that would argue with this flavor. No. You know, we've smoked, we've smoked plenty of sticks on the podcast where we're like, if this is in your wheelhouse, it's great. And if it's not, it's not. This is a uh, medium-bodied, higher-strength smoke that uh, just has a delicious, sweet baking spice um, you know, flavor that like nobody's going to argue with. Yeah, look at that stem. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was trying to pull it off. I'm like, nope, that's them. Made from uh, real tobacco. That's right. Here, let's throw the scissors. I'm gonna let me try that. Let's try it. See if we can. Nope. Oh fuck! God damn it! Oh! I just dumped a whole fuck ton of ash into my coffee. Mm, might taste better. Yeah, no doubt. Ash and bean. Um. All right. So let's let's do experience. So this one's interesting because you can't experience this in a lot of settings no. it is limited um now you could it's just god it's like fingers on a chalkboard you know if you smoke this walking a dog that is like the power play from like that's like um fucking you know mark cuban like i yeah. own the mavericks i'm gonna smoke this cigar that's while right. I walk my dog you know like that's a power play highly don't recommend that uh i don't recommend smoking it in a lounge either no, not if you're surrounded by strangers who might be stupid. Right. Um, I wouldn't smoke it while I was barbecuing or doing anything other than focusing on the cigar. This is like one of those, if you, the only way I would smoke it in a lounge is if you had that 24-hour access mm -hmm. and you knew you were going to be on your own. Yeah. Or with somebody like Angel, you know, I would smoke it with a another cigar aficionado who can really enjoy it with me. Right. I think that would be the ideal experience. Yeah. And Two uh, or three guys... They like no cigars. They're here to taste it and enjoy it yeah. and talk about it. And we're fortunate we're doing a podcast about it. So we're literally in the perfect setting yes. for yeah. this. In the hot box. In the hot box. Yeah. And it is a hot box right now. It is smoky in here. Angel's in his t-shirt. I'm in my 17 layers of denim shirt over club shirt over <laughs> t-shirt. Getting a little warm here. So what do you have for experience? I'm going to give it a 10. Wow. Only okay. because it's the, the, we, we have the perfect setting for this cigar. Yeah. And it was the most enjoyable. So uh, I gave it a 9. So on flavor, I was one up. And on experience, you were one up. 
um, yeah, agree. Like, you got to get the set and setting right on this, but goddamn what an experience. Yep. Um, and that that actually makes this the highest ranked cigar we've ever smoked on the podcast at a 46. Nice. Um, and I think, wow, like what a ceiling. I can't think, like, it would be so hard to break that. Do you know right off the top of your head what's the second highest ranking on the show so far? I think it was the Pledge. Um, was that the uh, EP Carrillo? Yeah. What size was that? I don't Robusto, remember. I think. I don't remember. I think it was a Robusto. Um, and actually, the uh, the Cuatro Nicaragua Sonata that we smoked last week, very high score. I think 42. 42, yeah, yep. in the 40s. Um, but a 46 for this. Fuente Fuente Opus X Forbidden City um, as part of the Opus X story package. And goddamn, did they knock it out of the park with the packaging. Yeah. And I've got this book. I'm saving this packaging. I'll bet you I can sell the packaging with like one cigar in it. Yeah. For a hundred bucks. Um, bet you could. I'm not going to, but I bet I could. Hell, you could make 50 bucks on the packaging alone. Yeah, I'm sure you could. I mean, damn, just the box. Yeah. Just the travel humidor. Somebody's going to pony up for that oh absolutely yeah. wow so what an amazing smoke and you know to put it in some context you know we we have our black coffee we always have that um you know we just enjoyed this cigar yeah and i feel like it would almost be disrespectful yeah. to do anything else yeah at the I same mean, time i brought the buffalo trace but yeah i think we got into it and we were like i don't want to no i really yeah. don't i don't i just want to taste the cigar amazing what a fantastic smoke came in with a 46 rating for all of you guys out there in the interwebs thanks for joining us on burn line podcast we will see you again next week